from the hills of Georgia's Northland. Where do you think we're going today, Ben? I feel like I'm in some sort of hellish children's <laughs> program on PBS. I mean, I didn't want to sing it because I don't have a good singing voice. What well, you can? What? Well, why don't you? Why don't you start it? Up I here? will not be doing. Why that. don't you start it up here? But we do you not have any pride. I do have pride. That's my problem. That's why I'm not going to sing. Mm-hmm. I have too much pride. Mm-hmm. But what, we're headed what, to Athens. What is that song? What, what is the song lyrics? Mater. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. That's great. It's great. I tried to mimic the... Because uh, you started off with My Sun Shines Bright on the, my old Kentucky home. It's not home. my son. Okay, first of all, I don't have a son. I have two daughters. You should be aware of that. And second, it's the sun. The sun shines you... bright on my old Kentucky home. Yes. Just the worst. Oh, so is that, why, about that later. is that why you wanted to start? Yes, I wanted to start with the alma mater. Oh, how's that? Is that a fly attacking you over there? <laughs> yes. Did you get it? I did. Okay, great job. Yeah, it's time for Georgia. We're back. After, what, a week off? After we did four podcasts in four days. Seriously, I think we should give ourselves a high five over that. Uh, No, for the audio, we gave each other a high five (laughs) because that was pretty crazy and i feel like we had children sick was that a was that was that happening i don't yes, know was it that was just a crazy week but we did four <laughs> games in four days or, or four podcasts in four days um we've had i guess some small news the conference is growing yeah uh, officially texas and oklahoma are on their way the question is did they just want to join the sec to get an sec primer maybe but you know what i'm not doing it oh well i'm what, not doing it should we do No, those would be really fun primers to do because I know there's so much history that I do not know about. Yes, you remember their epic game at Kansas State three years ago? Totally Mm -hmm. not. Everyone does. Yeah. Uh, But no, we will be doing those primers. uh, If and when they, well, they are definitely coming. Right. So, but we don't know when exactly. Yeah. So at minimum, it will be 2025, uh, but likely sooner. Maximum. Maybe. Uh, Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. I know how to talk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thanks a lot for questioning but my today diction. today we're talking about Georgia, which you know when I heard that Texas was coming um, as a Georgia fan, it brought me back to the last time Georgia played Texas, and I got angry. <laughs> it was one of the greatest moments in sporting history. Golly, that was and a terrible game. I feel like we need to do a podcast on the oral history of Ugga versus Bevo. Well, it's it's pretty short. It's just that game, right? But there's so many angles we could take oh my from gosh. that and talk about, you know, how did Ugga respond? Not well, Georgia laid an egg in that game. But, yeah, I yeah. know. I feel like that would be something that we would like need to analyze the tape and maybe not great for a podcast, but Well, we'll branch out to video. Uh when I was a kid, in my mind, in rural Kentucky, Georgia and Texas were very similar programs. Yeah. It's like here's the country club. Both teams are a little soft when it comes down to the the final moments, mm-hmm. which we will get into quite a bit in this yeah. podcast. Um, but I felt like Texas kind of had that vibe too. Of course, mm-hmm. Texas has done something in my lifetime that Georgia has not, and that's win a national championship. That is correct. Uh, so maybe they're not as soft as I think. But maybe I think they're not. pretty soft. Yeah, I think they have more money. That's for sure. They do have more money than now, me. Now, when I was... At, in when I was at Georgia in the mid 2000s, um, the the fact that I always heard was the second 
the second state other than Georgia that most kids came from was Texas. It's wild. Isn't it? That there was a lot of Texas people that went to UGA. I wonder for Kentucky what would be the second state. Oh, probably maybe Ohio. I would guess Ohio. Yeah. That's my guess. Um because I remember when I was there, I met a lot of people from Ohio that they were like, I just always wanted to be in the South. And like, be to like, them, like you buddy, the South. I buddy, know. keep driving that I-75. You'll get there eventually. Uh, so, no, we are, we're talking Georgia. Uh, it's exciting times for the Georgia football program. It is. You know, like it, as we've talked about, like we get to see the ups and downs this past decade. And some a lot of these a lot of these teams have been ending on a on a low mark. Right, that we're like, and they got a new coach, and hopefully things will get I know, better. Right, but Georgia is not that way. I think we're, you know, and we'll get to last season. We'll and we'll definitely get to what we're looking at for next season. Um, but we're, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of the general sense around the country is with Georgia, is if not now, when? Mm-hmm. And you know, when we kind of cover the Kirby Smart era a little bit later. They kind of matured. I think I've alluded to this at, at some point, but they they kind of matured a little too quickly. Mm-hmm. That second year where they wound up in the national title game, it's like, whoa, where? <laughs> what's this all about? Yeah. And uh, and they've they've almost regressed slightly ever since. And um, I think that's unfair to Georgia because they've been consistently, I think, one of the five best programs in the country in the last four or five years took a little bit of a step back last year, but I think there was a victim of COVID and we'll mm-hmm. talk about that when we get to 2020, but we had to start in the past and the right. past takes us to the late two thousands or the late aughts. Mm-hmm. What's up with that word? Why I do we use it. aughts? Yeah. I wish we used it more. I, it's weird. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why do you like it? I don't know. It just sounds like classy and old fashioned. Okay. Fancy as our daughter <laughs> would say. Does she? Yeah, she always says that she has fancy. I've never heard her say that. It's hilarious. Which daughter? <laughs> the, old, the one that the can one, talk. The one that can talk. <laughs> wow, you said it. Shots fired. Kit, Sorry. you were on notice. Um, so, uh, yeah, late aughts. Uh, Georgia, a lot of talent. Uh, Matthew Stafford, no Sean Moreno. Mm-hmm. You remember the times you were there? You yeah, saw it. You saw it happen. I do. Uh, what, fun times. What's the best? Did Georgia make the SEC title game during your time in Athens I don't think they did when was the Joe Cox didn't we go with Joe Cox you did not go with Joe Cox Cox. (laughs) you did not go with Joe Cox DJ Shockley yeah that was before I think that that before I was there it was what 2005 yeah it was the year before I went yeah so that's what it was and also if I might say so you were also in college at Georgia the time where Tim Tebow was in Gainesville. Yeah, I think Tim Tebow and I are the same age. There's a story there that we'll bring out one time, one or, time on a, later on a future podcast about your history with Tim Tebow. It's a little spicy. Yeah, it is. Okay, but anyway, uh, so no, Georgia had lots of talent, um, lots of potential, but never quite got to the, the point that they wanted to get to. And then we hit the year 2010 under Coach Mark Richt. So this is his 10th year there. So he's been there since... 2000 and he was i believe the offensive coordinator at florida state i think that's where he came from yes because he was under that guy that would be bobby bowden yes thank you slowly dying oh oh yeah i saw that i saw that it's really sad yeah uh but mark raked at georgia not a great start to the decade though in 2010 
No, not at all. So also, I'm going to try not to make this really personal because Ben did such a good, he did. You did a good job. Thank you. With Kentucky of not just making it down your memory lane. I am just going to go ahead and say, I'm probably not going to do as good of a job as you. We're going to go down Brittany's memory (laughs) uh, and see all the spots. But 2010 was the first year, my first year out of Athens. Right. And it sucked. It did. I it's also the it. year we met. It is. Yeah. So it it apparently sucked. Football it's good. Wise. It's good Football for everyone wise, to know. It was so hard. I missed it was the Athens. worst year of your life. <laughs> I missed Athens so much, and I had all this heartache watching it, and I had no one to mourn with. I'm sure that our listeners will understand that feeling. You've been there before, where you like need that collective mourning, and you don't right. have it when you're used to it. Well, in the year that we moved to Georgia, Kentucky had the best season. That I've ever seen. That's right, and then we were so, like, "That's so a I gift from like, God collective, for you." Yes, it definitely <laughs> was. Uh, but Georgia goes six and seven that first year. If I recall, that AJ Green was on that team. He had a, a NCAA violation. Yeah, I think uh, that kept him out. And I, I think, think he Georgia signed some autographs. Which now, how dare him? How dare right? He? Which now just makes you mad. Like, what could we have done if NCAA go and... had got their self together and okay, done, but, <laughs> and done like, that what are they getting together 2010 uh but yeah, so some bad losses so lost of south carolina which we will get to arkansas that was not a bad loss in 2010 they won the division yes but the just the notion of south carolina your bias in your head it's not a bias i have some I hard statistics from this last decade of why they are a thorn in my okay. our georgia side sorry this is not right. personal yes <laughs> <laughs> Arkansas. Watch Miss- your pronouns. <laughs> I know. Mississippi State, Colorado, Florida, Auburn. One of those does not belong. What is Georgia doing playing Colorado? I don't know. Although we've talked about this. Ralphie. Yeah, Ralphie's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's who wins the mascot wars. Yeah, so one and four. They finish with a losing record. I think they go to a bowl game one six and, four. and six. Start one and four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? And yeah. then and then head to a, a a bowl game and I think lose. I want to say it's the Liberty Bowl. I'm not yep. sure about that. That's yeah. correct. Um, we lose six to ten. They. Just just do it. Just own it. Just own it. Just own it. I'll get better about being. Leave a one-star review if you really want to call out <laughs> someone's bias. Please uh, don't. Actually, just just leave us a note. Don't give us a bad review. That's why you always leave a note. <laughs> that's why you always leave a note. Um, so yeah, I played UCF. Ugh. Yeah. It's all sorts of gross. Lost ten to six. I mean, we weren't ranked most of that year. Well, no. If you start one and four, I doubt you would. So uh, just a just a really rough year. And then you get into 2011. So now you're in a position where. You know, you, you whiff on the chances that the Matthew Stafford and Sean Moreno era could have brought. A.J. Green, I believe, has gone pro by this point. And you come out 2011, and you have a game in Atlanta. Uh, and you think, okay, home game at the Georgia Dome. You know, it's going to be a, a great chance for us to turn it around. You play a number five ranked Boise State. Right. And it uh, does not go well. No, it does not, even though that's basically a home game. Right. Right. So they lost twenty one thirty five. Yeah, and and then the next game, your your old friend again comes to get you the Gamecocks. I told Ben that I was gonna try really hard not to cuss, but it's gonna be in my head a lot. Yeah, so and that's how I feel about so this. So if if you're Mark Richt here at this point, this is not really you're not trending in a good direction because right. you've gone six and seven, you start zero and two in two thousand eleven, and this does not look like uh, things are, are going in the right direction. And, you know, backing up just a little bit more, I mean, I think most peop- 
maybe a lot of people, listeners, are going to be familiar with Georgia Strife historically, but, you know, they had a 1980s, 1980 um, national championship win with a freshman, Herschel Walker, who went on to win the um, Heisman two years later. I mean, just an absolute, in the eyes of a Georgia fan, glory days. Um, 1980 is a really long time ago, and they have been chasing that ever since. And with Mark Richt, he came in and um, really revitalized the program after a, a low, a down 90s right. decade. Um, really great guy. Like, I think right. he's like a truly amazing person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's a really good coach. I think all of the players that have ever played under him absolutely love him and look up to him as a person and a coach. Um, but by this point in 2011, he's been there 11 years and still no national championship appearance even right yeah yeah. you know and I think as a Georgia fan you're get you're like this is really great we love having a really awesome coach he's such a good person he gives us winning seasons most of the time but that national championship it's the years are ticking by like we really want that and you're also as a Georgia fan at this point 2011 Florida has gone through the Urban Meyer run um with with Tebow and Chris Leak um Alabama starting to cook, mm-hmm. right? With Nick Saban, they're they're, they're definitely starting to to become stronger. Uh, Auburn won the national title the year before with Cam Newton, right? Um, so you're really in a position where you're seeing these other SEC titans um, start to move ahead of you. And I don't know if historically, if Georgia, I don't know if Georgia is on Georgia is not on the level of, of Alabama. I think they're probably on the level of Florida. Florida really was not a national power until Spurrier came around. Right. Uh, but it had been, it has been a long time since Georgia even appeared in a national championship. Mm-hmm. And uh, there really wasn't many years that they were always good with Rick in the two thousands, mm-hmm. but really only, I think 2002 uh, mm-hmm. with David Green was a year that you could say, okay, they you put them in the national title game. That might, end up winning that mm-hmm. think Ohio State won that year over Miami uh, so in any case um, you're at really a crossroads here in 2011 after these two losses mm-hmm. and Mark Rick makes a statement because Georgia goes on to win their next 10 games that's right so they lose to South Carolina the second week um, but a close loss 42 45 but that is in Athens so but yeah they go on a 10 win 10 game winning streak. Only two of those games were ranked. And that's the thing. They got kind of fortunate. Florida yeah. was having a down year. And the two ranked wins were over a number 24 Auburn and a number 25 Georgia Tech. So it was not a murderer's row of a schedule mm-hmm. uh, after they got through that South Carolina game. But this is also a, a theme that I've seen in this last decade is, you know, they Georgia has these losses, like one or two losses a season that seem really dumb to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anytime it's South Carolina, not because that's a bad program, but because Georgia should be beating South Carolina. You pretty much called them a dumb program. Okay, or whatever. A bad program. Um, or like, you know, like teams like that, that if you are, an, if you were on the level of Alabama, you would not lose to those teams. That's right. Yeah. You know, but those, I, I can't blame those losses overall because they you in those years that they make those dumb losses they still make it to the championship games and we're going to see that pattern that even though they have these dumb losses they still can get to the championship games when we've looked at South Carolina in the past 
you know, when during this early decade, they wouldn't make it to those games. Yeah. You know? And I think that's just a, a function of the, the schedule being weird. I mean, for right. example, for Carolina, uh, I, I can't think back of their 2011 season, but, you know, they're, they're, Georgia went on to go 7-1 and one in conference, and Carolina would lose, you know, two games would be the only two games they lost, mm-hmm. and yet that would keep them out of the uh, and also Georgia's, of the title game. Right. Georgia, Georgia's, uh, you know – in-state rival is Georgia Tech. So, I mean, and... What does that mean? I'm, it's not Clemson. You know, like, South Carolina had to play Clemson every poor year. Poor Georgia Tech. They are not Clemson. Oh. I think that is a fact. And let's never say they're poor so, Georgia Tech on so this They're so lovable, again. though. When Georgia Tech's good, it's like, oh, look at these guys. That is not how I Riding in their all. car. Yeah, no. Okay, yeah, so 2011, they you go... You have so much joy for, <laughs> for everyone else. They end up going 10-4, and four, um, play, meet LSU, a number one LSU at the Georgia Dome for yeah. SEC championship, and just get absolutely smothered. And I don't think that was a surprise. That's the LSU that won the game of the century uh, that would see Alabama again, the, the BCS title game, and lose. So mm-hmm. it was not a surprise, but it was a, a kind of a... Uh, it was an important run for Georgia to, to get back into a, a momentum place after 2010 uh, to show that Mark Rick still had command of the program and could compete. And you would see in 2012, Georgia continue uh, to um, compete at the highest level. Uh, their only loss during the regular season, again, coming to South Carolina. That's three in a row to start the decade, if you're not uh, keeping track. And also, remember who was coach at South Carolina during this point? Well, of course, is, is the man himself. Steve Spurrier, ball coach. who hates Georgia, remember? Right. Mm-hmm. So Steve Spurrier said, we ha- if, when he was at Florida and at South Carolina, we will not lose to Georgia. Yeah. You know, and he kind of held that up. He, he I don't kinda... know what he did to his team, but... Man, yeah. Georgia struggled in that game seemingly yeah. every year at the beginning of this decade. And that was the the game to Carolina they lost. Uh, I think it was First, like they were in ranked number six. South right, Carolina. it was the game they day in Columbia, of yeah. uh, number five versus number six. But uh, Georgia recovered to beat Florida, uh, who was ranked number three. What an East division that year! You have I Carolina, know, right? and Florida, and Georgia all top ten. Right, and then, you know, the next year we've talked about, like, 2013 and 14 where, like, the Mississippis ruled and the West started. Right, and the West would kind of rise up, but uh, at this point, the East is looking pretty strong. Um, So, Georgia gets to the SEC title game, and this time they're they're playing Alabama. Mm -hmm. And the way that it looks is that the winner of this game uh, in 2012 will go on to play Notre Dame in the national championship game. That's right. And Georgia uh, was the underdog, but you know Alabama certainly had won the national title the year before, but it had not looked like overly dominant during the season. And Georgia gets out to a big lead. I think they lead by double digits in the mm-hmm. second half. I remember uh, blocking, I think Alec Ogletree blocking mm-hmm. a field goal or picking up a blocked field goal right. and running it back for a touchdown. That's right. And uh it's looking like Georgia, who has, you know, two years ago lost seven games, is now well positioned to go to the national title game. And what will become a common theme of the decade is a double digit sadness Gosh. against Alabama. So I was just with my family and I was asking them, I don't think you were in there for this. I heard parts you of it. You heard parts of it. Yeah. And I was asking, like, what is, what is y'all's worst moment? Because my whole family, either most of them went to Georgia. And they said this game, the 2012 yeah. 
uh, that this was just such a heartbreak. And I think, you know, if you're looking at that narrative, like, you know, this is when we're going to do it. Like we've only lost one game. We're at like the, we're at the SEC championship, which we haven't been at in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, like we can Well, do- the year before you were there. Oh yeah, we just talked about that. (laughs) It's been a whole three hundred sixty-five days, right? (laughs) But you know, like we're here again. Like we can do this, and we need this. And for you to like almost—I don't want to say choke, but that was a that that was a a coaching. Like if like you know, at the end of the game, like there was like four seconds that you know nobody made a decision of like what to do and you just let the clock run out to lose 32 28 yeah Bama had thrown AJ McCarron had thrown a long touchdown pass to Amari Cooper to take the lead with only minutes left in the game and then Georgia Aaron Murray at quarterback marched uh, down the field uh and they're out of timeouts I think about seven eight seconds left Mm -hmm. at about the six yard line and he throws an out uh, that uh, an out pass to Chris Conley, I believe, and the problem is the ball was deflected. Mm-hmm. And even if it wasn't deflected, uh, I don't think he would have been in a position to get out of bounds. He certainly wouldn't have been able to get in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And down four, you have to play for the the touchdown. Uh, so it it was kind of unfortunate to kind of just throw it out there in the the flat on the right, right side of the field, the far end. And then, you know, there's nothing you can do, right? right. The clock runs just, out. You just let the clock run out, and it over. just seems like... It's a terrible way to, to die, really. Right, and like Ben said, like, this is going to kind of be a theme, is this, we meet Alabama in the postseason. And I think even more rude of that is that Georgia, of course, doesn't make the BCS title game, and I think they dropped to the Capital One Bowl. Yes. Where they played Nebraska. That's right. So, uh, like... Ranked number three going into the SEC championship, right. playing number twenty three, Nebraska. I know it was How kind insulting. of a fall from grace there. Um, so, in any case, it, it's a it's a very disappointing a disappointing moment. And Bama goes on to slaughter Notre Dame in the final, and they win their second straight national championship. So, I really see this as kind of a watershed moment for Georgia and Mark mm-hmm. Richt because what's going to 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 go from there? Things are going to kind of fall from that level you 2011 2012 georgia was right there and after the next three years they're just gonna kind of fall to a step below right and then you know i think this is also when um uh, mark rick starts getting compared to um nick saban i think this is and this is where you start seeing the downfall of mark rick like how does he compare to nick saban how does that work like um you know, like you, we want a championship. Nick Saban is always in our way. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, yeah. and like you can't get past him. Right. And we need this. What are we going to do? Right. You know, and I think that's in a couple of years. But so, so yeah. So then we go to 2013. Yeah. And the beginning of the year, you start with a loss to Clemson. And this is Dabo is there, but they're not what Clemson is now. Yeah. They're great. Um, I mean, they were right. I mean, decent, good. decent team. It was just, it was a small loss, but it's. Right. I feel it's always hard to start the season with a loss. Uh, hopefully, you don't know, repeat this. Uh, I coming know. Up here I, in the month. I honestly, in my re- in my research, I was like, oh, geez, I really hope that doesn't happen again. There you go. But 2013 does come with a, a defeat of South Carolina. Gosh, fine. Got they're that win. Number six. I know they got Gosh, that win. I always, and that, again, and I always forget. And that's going to be, uh, the, I think. Uh, yeah, again, you're in this period of Carolina being very strong. 
Uh, and then that beat LSU in a close game, right. went at Tennessee, I think in overtime, and That's it's right. looking like Georgia's turning around. And then Missouri comes to town. And this, again, is Missouri at year two in the SEC. The really, they win, I think, five games their first year. There's no real expectation for them to do much, and they come into Athens and whoop some tail. Yeah, this was a turning point for Missouri that year. For sure. They definitely went on to have a good season yeah, that year. They they win the East um, as it as it goes, and, and for Georgia, it starts to go the other direction. Right. He ends up losing to uh, Vanderbilt, right. which is never what, there's your dumb loss, right? Right. And then the, you close the season by playing at uh, Auburn and getting sucked into the religious um, mysteries <laughs> of the Auburn Tigers when they're playing well, the prayer at Jordan-Hare right. uh, play, which which takes you down there. So it, it just became a very nondescript season uh, for Georgia and was, I think, a, a kind of a, you know, a wet turd after... You know, well, let's just roll with it. It's a it's a very powerful image. Is it? <laughs> yes. um, I don't know if I'd call that powerful. <laughs> okay, well, you know, you do you. Uh, but it really was a, um, a a turn in the wrong direction, right? After what had been the last two years, right? So you in you have a you have a four loss regular season. Um, go to the Everbank. Oh, I mean the Gator Bowl at Everbank Field. Yes. Um, and play Nebraska again, an unranked Nebraska. Very inspiring. And lose. Oh, no, it's tough. And lose yep. at Jacksonville, which also sucks. Yeah, it's not the best town. Uh, uh, I mean, no offense. For Georgia, it, that's a, a place of sadness, too. Um, and then for the next two years, you really have a continuation uh, of what 2013 brought. 2014. You flip the beginning of the year, you beat Clemson, but then you lose to South Carolina again. So that's four out of five to the Gamecocks. Then Georgia wins the next five. So coming around, bringing it around, but then you lose to a very bad Florida team. Right. Um, And then also lost at home to end the season to Georgia Tech. So another blah year, not really approaching. Missouri wins the West. I think Georgia won in Columbia that year. Mm -hmm. I think they won big. Mm -hmm. Um, 34-0. Yeah, but Mizzou went on to win the uh, the East. And then 2015, uh, you get a matchup with Bama, uh, which doesn't go well. You lose to Florida again. You lose to Tennessee again. And then I think even more troubling is at the end of that season, Georgia beats Georgia Southern in overtime and then barely beats Georgia Tech uh, the next week. Right. So this is really where you're seeing the frustration of the Georgia fan base because Mark Rich has been there for 14 years. It's a long time for a coach, right? Especially in the SEC, you know, we could probably sit and think of what coach has been there that long. And what coach has been at a spot for that long and had not won a national title, right? At a program like Georgia, right? So that, like, at that, you know, we we get to play Alabama in season, which doesn't happen very often, and they in Athens too, right? And and just get slaughtered um and, and that's then, the bama team that had lost to Ole miss already that season right they were number 13 which is like basically unranked for alabama yeah, right when has bama been that <laughs> i low? mean you know nick saban's pissed if yeah. it's their number 13 right so and then they immediately go to knoxville an unranked tennessee a non-notable tennessee and lose to to in to tennessee which is a big deal for georgia too and then you go to Jacksonville, which I told you um, is, oh, and in Tennessee, 
Nick Chubb gets hurt. Yeah, I remember and that. And that was a big deal. Yeah. That was a really, really big deal. And, like, the second play. I mean, it was, like, really early yeah. on in the game. Maybe the second quarter or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, that, you know, was just really heartbreaking um, because he, I mean, he's so good. Where is he now, by the way? Do he's at know? Cleveland. Oh. I think he just got a contract extension, or he's about to. He's oh, doing good. very well. I feel like there's a lot of Georgia players at Cleveland. I feel like there's always a lot of Georgia players at Cleveland. Well, you had that one time where you tried to tried to be become a, Cle- a, a Browns fan. A Browns fan that lasted what about two hours? Listen, it's hard to be a Browns fan, y'all. Not anymore. They're good. Okay. Baker Baker Mayfield is their quarterback. Yeah, but see, I liked Colt McCoy better than Baker Mayfield. He never played for them. He did. That's why I chose them because he like, was on their roster that one year that I tried to watch, and I liked. Him. Why did you like Colt McCoy? I thought he was the better version of Tim Tebow. How? As a person. Okay. But that's my hot take. That's a that's another time a that discussion another for another day. Discussion for another anyway, time. I remember where we were driving back to Kentucky after visiting Georgia on Thanksgiving, and we were somewhere in Knoxville. We had to go off road from seventy five because of traffic, but we saw that Mark Richt was fired uh, from from Georgia after the uh, Georgia Tech game. In 2015. Right. And uh, I think Georgia went on to win the bowl game, mm-hmm. I believe, that year, yeah. which, you know, doesn't really mean anything. But, um, you know, it, it, it was one of those things where he kind of soured. You know, he kind of lost his luster. I always found, as a Kentucky basketball fan, a lot of similarities between Mark Richt and Tubby Smith uh, because it was a coach who, who started out very well. Um, you know, Tubby won a national title, but Richt won that Sugar Bowl in 2002. Uh, was very, very uh, popular and successful and then just kind of ran out of gas and never really got back to that point. Mm-hmm. Same thing for Tubby's teams at Kentucky. Yeah. Um, and, you know, timing-wise, it, it was kind of weird timing to fire a coach after a 10-3 and three season. That too. And, you know? Uh, but I think it showed the intent that Georgia has. And, again, you're seeing, you're seeing Missouri win two uh, SEC East titles. You've mm-hmm. seen South Carolina go three years in a row with 11 wins. Uh, you, you're seeing Florida always being a threat. So I think it, it was just a a recognition that we have in Georgia the recruiting base. We have the tradition. We may not have the championships, but we have everything necessary to build a dominant program. We just need the right person. And they make the decision to call up Tuscaloosa. And bring in Nick Saban's defensive coordinator, Kirby Smart. That's right. And, you know, he Kirby had been at under Nick Saban. He'd been at Alabama for a while, he like had, seven or eight yeah, years. Yeah, he had been there, which is rare for an assistant of that stature. He was probably not D coordinator the whole time. But he had been the defensive coordinator for a while, mm-hmm. and he was waiting for a good job. He could have had any job any year he wanted, mm-hmm. and he chose Georgia. Why did he choose Georgia? Because he went here, there. There, everywhere everywhere yes he, he, yeah so he went he played under ray golf in the 90s yeah um and so uh he was i mean he really is like a saban you know prodigy right and a former um alumni alum alumnus alumni um and like so part of me feels like the weird timing with firing rick after a 10 and 3 season is because kirby was ready like they were just waiting yeah, you know. I don't even know who else was considered. I don't either. Uh, even, I think that they jumped even, on that. And I think that uh, it's obviously proven to be a great hire. Uh, Kirby's got that Osborne head. Really, he does. Really, he does, as we've talked about, really, which means large and square. Large and in charge. That's right, a large and in charge head. Osborne's have never played football, though. Kirby's got a deeper voice than I would think he would have. Oh, okay. Just, just saying. 
Okay. Just pointing that out. Uh, but in any case, uh, Kirby comes in, and the first season, not great, 7-5. and five. Right. Uh, Georgia wins their first three, but then they go on a, a pretty bad losing streak, losing four or five. But they beat South Carolina. Well, okay, yay. Uh, one of those losses we remember well, the uh, Hail Mary against Tennessee uh, yes. in Athens. Mm-hmm. Um, but then kind of some, some whispers of, of progress. Uh, they beat... Uh, Auburn, who was ranked number eight, right uh, near the end of the season, lose Georgia Tech at the end. But uh, it kind of shows that that Kirby, you know, the, there there's potential there. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, there's talent. Um, it was a disappointing season, I think, uh, because they did regress uh, in terms of wins. But I think you are hopeful as a Georgia fan in 2016 that. Special things are on the way. Right, right. And that, that's their rebuilding year, 8-5, and five, which will take it. Yeah, and then we come to 2017. And again, I think a lot of this is perspective on what you expect. Uh, Georgia at this point is a, at best, number two or number three in the East. They are not consistently ranked. Uh, they're kind of just kind of middling. And to have a team that's going to go on the run that they go on in 2017, punching above their weight, mm-hmm. I think is very exciting. Mm-hmm. And uh, whereas Georgia now is recognized as a dominant powerhouse. And if they go 11 and one, it's like, well, that's what they're supposed to do. Right. So my argument is that Georgia football in 2017 was, I think the ultimate ride, except for the, of course the last play. Right. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was super exciting. So you start off with App State for some reason, but really the big main. That's well, a local. I guess regional so. Team. I guess so. But really, the second game is what started the season when yeah. we went up to Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, and had a really great win. Super fun and atmosphere. That, and I forget the receiver they made. It was you know, a receiver made it just a crazy catch, mm-hmm. uh, in the end zone for a touchdown, and which ended up winning the game. Um, I forget who that was, but yeah, uh, it, that was a great win. It was not a great Notre Dame team, but uh, it was a it was an exciting night game in South Bend. Can I tell you a fun fact about that game? I would love fun facts. This is Georgia's first trip north of the Mason Dixon line in over fifty years. Well, there you go. Also, fun fact: I was twenty two before I ever went over the Mason Dixon line to go to. Ikea in Ohio. Okay. So, see, look. Same thing. I guess wouldn't England qualify as over the Mason-Dixon line? No, it's in America. Okay. That's yeah, just in America. Yeah, not like universal lateral, like, gosh. <laughs> it's a no. line of latitude around the latitude, world? Latitude, yeah. Um, so, anyway, big win for Georgia. Gets them on the national spotlight, and the, the dogs do not falter from that. They go on right. a, a big run. They run into a buzzsaw at Auburn right. losing 40 to 17, but they're going to end up beating Florida. Uh, the Florida was awful that year. Uh, I think they've, they finished four and eight or mm-hmm. something to that effect, but they beat them a, a number 17 Mississippi state at the beginning of the season. Right. And then they go, um, to the SC championship, meet Auburn again and win. That was a super fun game. Well, and that's, yeah. And, but that's, you kind of like, <laughs> Did I just kind of blew you? through the okay. narrative? It's okay, like, go ahead. and they beat Auburn. But that's the thing is like the ultimate fan ride yes. is that you've lost by twenty three in the season. Auburn just beat number one Alabama, and people are like laying, 
you know, palm leaves at Auburn's feet saying, here they come again, right? It's another Auburn season for the, the history books. And Georgia whips their tail right. in the SEC title game and, and knocks Auburn out of the college football playoff. The problem, though, that Georgia did, and this might have it might have um, happened anyway, um, even if Auburn had won, but uh, Georgia wins and gets in the playoff, but Alabama comes in as that number four seed, mm-hmm. and Auburn is left out. Um, so in any case, Georgia in the playoff, which is super exciting, right. first time that Georgia had been to that spot. Uh, they are, I think, the number two seed, either two I or three. It's, it's three. Or number three seed, and they're playing Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl. Now, again, fan experience, right? In the same season, you've played an arguably – the, there's no arguable. I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's the two most famous and and historically significant college football stadiums in the country. You play Notre Dame Stadium mm-hmm. in front of Touchdown Jesus, and then you play in the Rose Bowl against the you know in front of the godless secular Californians, <laughs> right? I mean, it, it's just an incredible like tour de force of like college football history that you've gone on. Right. And then I think that game against Oklahoma is one of the best college football games I've ever watched. Yes. So Ph- fun. Phenomenal game. So fun. Uh, so yeah, I remember watching that game. I don't really remember where we were. We were, were here? no, we were in uh, Lexington. We were in Lexington. Yeah, at our house. But yeah, that was just like I mean the highest of high, right? That I mean, that was such a good game. You can well, and Oklahoma more. was up, I think, seventeen or fourteen at halftime. One of the two, mm-hmm. and uh, Baker Mayfield. This is a very, very potent Oklahoma offense. Uh, it, it did not look like Georgia's defense was going to be able to do anything with it. And then Kirby makes some adjustments at halftime, and then Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle go crazy in the second half, mm-hmm. and Georgia ends up winning in in double overtime. Uh, and Sonny Michelle walk-off touchdown run. It's just thrilling. And if you're Georgia, you're like, this is it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're waiting to see then who wins, uh, I think, it, either the Sugar or the Orange Bowl, one of those. You're waiting to see who's going to win that game mm-hmm. uh, between Clemson and Alabama. Right. And Clemson ranked number one, uh, but Alabama gets the win. So, again, fan experience you're you're gonna get to play Alabama in the national championship game, and where's that game at? Atlanta. It's in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I mean, you cannot write a better script, right? Right. You win at Notre Dame. You beat Auburn in the SEC title game. Uh, you also beat Florida uh, in the the cocktail party. You win against Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl, and now you play in Atlanta to win the national title uh, against Alabama to get right. to get that revenge from five years ago. Right. That's, it's a beautiful story. Why don't we just stop there? Okay. Well, th- nothing else happened, right? No. Nope. And then. And not only that, but you're you're winning by double digits. Right. And uh, Alabama rallies. Right. And. Uh, Jalen Hurts goes out. And J- yes, and then even the to skip that story in the first half, Jalen Hurts is throwing up a stinker, mm-hmm. and Nick Saban makes a stunning move at halftime to bring in a freshman a freshman, right? freshman quarterback. Uh, Tua Baloa. I never can say his last really? name. I'm oh, sorry, okay. Tua T. That's what I call him. Oh. Um, but he brings in Tua at halftime, leads the comeback, gets to overtime. Georgia, I, I think it's in the first overtime, uh, gets a 55 yard field goal by Rodrigo Blinkenship. Yes, hot rod. Uh, and then the first play of Bama's possession, you get like a 17 yard, 16 yard sack. 
mm-hmm. uh, to push Bama out of field goal range. And it's second and 26, and Tua hits Devontae Smith. Yep. A freshman Devontae Smith for a touchdown uh, where he runs free on the left side. I uh, remember watching that game with you, and I I understand the kind of the equivalent of Kentucky basketball loss in the tournament mm-hmm. where it's just like all of your hopes and dreams are whoosh, just right. taken because you know you're so close to you can just taste that. Right. And then it's it's just taken away. I mean, it was just I like after a lot of these losses, I get really mad. But that one, I was just really sad. You know, yeah. it was one. Of, I wasn't even mad. It, it, it was more just like, I mean, just super depressing because <laughs> like you had that beautiful story like we talked about and you like we were so close. Could have tasted it. Could have tasted it. So your theory is that. Georgia flew too close to the sun too soon with Kirby Smart. No, I think it's, um, I think it's just hurt the, it's fun when you, I think for Kirby, it's been harder because he did it that way. Mm-hmm. Because I think he, it, I think the, any criticism of him is extremely unfair. Um, but he does recruit. I mean, Georgia's had one of the two or three best recruiting classes, um, you know, for the last four or five years. There should be no excuse for them to not be in the playoff. Right. So, it, again, it's those dumb losses, right? right. It's 2019. We're going to get to one of those. Right. Um, I think that it was as a somewhat neutral. It was more fun to see Georgia because it was, 2017 was so surprising to make that run, mm-hmm. you know, and they'd never been to the national title game before. And to start that way, really in year two, that becomes the expectation, you know, whereas maybe they lose to Auburn in the SEC title game, then maybe that pressure um, is not following the program where it is right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they keep building, but you're building in a northerly direction. Now mm-hmm. you're kind of like slipping back and it's like that can create a, another level of like pressure. I think that maybe is not, um, it's not something that Georgia necessarily deserves to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in any case, it's a it was a sucky end. It was. And, it was. Um, and, and really, 2018, and we'll, we'll go through and kind of walk through this. Uh, it was a very, very similar year. It was. Uh, the, the start 6-0, LSU, uh, Baton Rouge, it was not kind. Mm-hmm. It's kind of very similar to 2017 where you lost uh, SEC West Road game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, again, that's, that's your one SEC loss. Uh, the, Georgia beats number nine in consecutive weeks, uh, beats number nine Florida, mm-hmm. uh, and then number 11 <gasps> Kentucky. Which is a weird thing to put together. In a, <laughs> what a 11. fun thing to say. Um, but Georgia was a better, de- better team. DeAndre Swift mm-hmm. uh, put on a show in those two weeks. And then you're back in the title game right. uh, in 2018, and guess what? There's Bama. And we meet Bama again. And you've got Tua T, uh, who has put up one of the more dominant seasons mm-hmm. uh, any quarterback could put up. He's on his way to the Heisman Trophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bama's number one undefeated. Georgia's number four with that one loss. And Georgia is winning again by double digits, 28-14 to 14 in I this mean, game. it really... Just felt like the same thing. And uh, again, it was in, in a, the same place, in the same building in was... Atlanta. And this time, Tua gets hurt, 
and on comes Jalen Hurts. I mean, the symmetry, guys. That's, it's it's beautiful if it wasn't so painful. Yeah, it's extremely painful, I would think. And and Jalen Hurts brings Bama back, uh, and, and I think runs it in for 15 yards for a go ahead touchdown with about a minute left. Uh, it's it's a it's a terrible loss. And I think it's in in some ways even more painful than the year before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia would be in the college football playoff with that win, uh, without a doubt. Uh, but they have to settle for the Sugar Bowl, in which Bevo makes his presence known. All right. So this is where we meet Texas, our new friend. Yes, and uh, Texas gets that win. And I think if you're you're if you're uh, Kirby Smart, this is a uh, this is a tough place to be in. It is. So this was at the Sugar Bowl, which is in New Orleans, and Ugga came, our ma- the mascot, the dog. Um, and then Bevo, Texas's um, longhorn yes. cow, which is a cow, right? It's a cow or is it a bull? I don't know. I'm guessing it's a bull. We'll have to take a look next time. <laughs> Obviously, Ben and I did not grow up in Texas with huge horns. I mean, like, they are like well, some long horns. They are it's, some long horns, They are very y'all. long horns. Anyways, it's, there's this epic meeting of Ugga. Why this, like, tiny bulldog was meeting was this close to the longhorn at the beginning of the game. And that Bevo busts through his gate and lunges at the sweet little dog and it is you're terrifying using, you're putting a lot of work on the word little there there's not <laughs> i mean if you look but comparatively at it, yes comparatively but i mean got, it's not like they were like equals. um anyways it was very shocking to see and ben thinks it's hilarious when it mascots is funny actually fight when mascots fight it's 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 great there's but, a video of of Uga with smoky tennessee mm-hmm. and Uga like makes a little run at, at smoky and smoky goes <laughs> you know what smoky does uh, but yeah, mascot fights are fun. Did you know that in New Orleans it's called the Mercedes Benz Superdome? I didn't know. And then like the Atlanta ones, Mercedes Benz. They just changed the name in New Orleans. Oh, what is it? Caesars. Like the the casino. Casino Caesars Superdome. I think out of somehow I like, asked, it's worded oh, somehow. That's, that's not that's a Houston Superdome that I'm thinking of. Houston Superdome. And doesn't Houston have a Superdome? No. What is theirs called? Reliance Stadium. They used to have the, the Astrodome. No, I'm thinking of the Superdome in New Orleans because it's yeah. where all the refugees went from uh, Katrina. Yeah, yeah right. The Superdome. Right. So it has to stay the Super. That's what I always yeah, but of it's it not as. the Caesar Dome. It's like the right. Caesar's uh, something. I but don't it know. Has but to be the Superdome still because that's it's what people. Still, I've told you it's. <laughs> I've said this like four times. I know you're very concerned. It's still super. Don't worry. Okay. Good. Um. 2019. Anyways, that Tennessee loss sucked. I remember being pissed after that one. Te- Texas. What did I say? You said Tennessee. Why? Why I did te- I say Tennessee? <laughs> okay, Texas. All right, so we went to 2019. Georgia is again so in a position. Bad. Yeah, Georgia again is in a position of, are they going to break through? I mean, it's a top five, top ten team. Uh, off to a good start in the season. And then Will Muschamp. Now, here's the thing. Will Muschamp didn't do much right at South Carolina. No. Um, we know that South Carolina did a lot right against Georgia in the Spurriers. It has not been that it has not been that case as Muschamp has been at South Carolina uh, in the later part of the decade. But South Carolina, a bad South Carolina team already, is going to go on to finish 4-8, and eight, comes into Athens and beats Georgia 20-17. to 17. In overtime. Two overtime. It's a shocking loss. And and I believe Georgia ranked third at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, It's one that 
you cannot like you can't lose again and it's just you know if you're going to be in a position where you're being picked from either this team or this team to go to the playoff it's i mean you can't lose to South Carolina. Right. And it was one of those, like, it was a noon game. Yeah. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And so then you have to, like, live with yourself the rest of the day. <laughs> I mean, how right. horrible is that? At least, like, the night games, you can just, like, go to sleep and right. just be like, okay, I'll think about this tomorrow. Right. But then you're just, like, have to watch football the rest of the day and just, like, know how sucky that was. Basically. And they go so, on to uh, Georgia wins out. Uh, again, shows that they're the dominant team in the division. Uh, but they run into the Joe Burrow machine in the right. SEC title game. Right. And with that second loss, Georgia is left out of the playoff. I believe Oklahoma gets in as number four over Georgia at number five. Really not much you can, you know, say to to argue, again, that South Carolina lost. Yeah, but, you know, even with that South Carolina loss, I mean, I don't, I don't, even if Georgia did make it to the SEC to the national championship to the playoffs. I mean, they would have to meet LSU again. And yeah, just, there not, was no beating that team. You're not going to beat LSU. That so year. like to me, like that was just like, okay, well that was, that was the LSU year, you know, like yeah. that was nothing. That wasn't Georgia. And to Georgia's credit, they end on a positive note, beating Baylor in, I think the sugar bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a good. You can't spell sugar without UGA. That's right. right. Well, you can't spell citrus without UT either. Uh, well, you can now. Tennessee hasn't sniffed that bowl in a while. But um, in any case, uh, that's that's a, a good place to end. I think the decade, you're 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 almost there, right? right. You can almost Twelve taste and it. Two. I mean, that was a good season. It's an excellent it was, season. It, but there's just but, no stopping but that. But the LSU. problem is this. It's not even that. The problem is this. Is that twelve and two? What a season, right? I mean, how many mm-hmm. times has Georgia failed to get there? problem is 2017 happened and that created this expectation with georgia football that has been kind of it was the expectation anyways mm-hmm. that we gotta you know get another title beyond 1980 but you get a 2017 that early and it's painted this picture of mm-hmm. nothing is acceptable except for that national title right and listen i'm not saying that georgia fans shouldn't feel that way right mm-hmm. it's one of the best programs in the country as a kentucky basketball fan you lose in march it's a terrible season mm-hmm. it's just you know it, it ends the way that you don't want it to uh but it's 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 a little unfortunate that the sequencing i think has happened the way it has happened because i think it creates that that um it makes it tougher to appreciate great seasons mm-hmm. like 2019 I mean, I feel like I'm hearing you compare Kentucky basketball and Georgia football. How do you feel about that? I don't think I agree with it because I think it's like Alabama people being like, yeah, we lost to Auburn that one time. It was really hard. And I'm like, have y'all gone 10 years without a national championship? Has Kentucky basketball gone more than like to a decade or two without a national championship? Gone 20 years at one point. Okay. Well, but then you won like what? Then we waited another 18 years. Okay, but whatever. You know what? <laughs> Anything else? I mean, <laughs> it's a, it's, it's then we won, then we won two care. Then we won two in three years. Right. Then we waited another 14 years to win one. And now we're still waiting. It's been nine years. Nine years. Well, I've still, gotten old. You have gotten I've old. I've gotten but... really old. We've won one national title since I was in fifth grade. Yeah. It's not supposed to be that way. Okay, this is not, not Kentucky, supposed to be that way. This isn't a Kentucky basketball contest. Okay, we got to do what some. What I'm saying is that that 40-year drought is when you are a premier team is a big deal. 
Oh yeah, forty years is a lot right. of years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like at Kentucky basketball has not had forty years of a drought. Right, but I would also say Georgia football. While good, it's not. I don't think it's a perfect equivalent. I think right. Georgia football is like Connecticut basketball. Sure. Or. Indi- well, Indiana, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. I'll think about that know. later. I'll yeah. let you know what I think. Okay. Let's do superlatives. We got to do this fast because we're already at 52 minutes. Oh, dang. I'm sorry. We have talked so much. All right. Uh, best moment for Georgia. I mean, it's hard not to say the Rose Bowl just because there was so much like joy and hope and just like that moment was so wonderful. Right. Um, but I'm going to say something else. I'm also going to say that 2017 Notre Dame yep. game, because I feel like that was really like the entry into Kirby smart. Like, yep. I just remember that game and feeling like this breath of fresh air, like, yes, like we are here. We are good. That was so fun. I am so excited. I think a part of that going. game too. And I had those two things, uh, two games. Mm-hmm. I think a part of that is, uh, that game was on NBC. Georgia never plays on NBC. Mm-hmm. It's a national like that's eyes all over the country are watching Georgia, not mm-hmm. just the South. They weren't playing Clemson. They were playing Florida State. They're playing Notre Dame, mm-hmm. right? It's like if Georgia plays Michigan in the middle of the season. Was again going over the name Mason Dixon line. So, mm-hmm. uh, and for the Georgia fans, uh, that's a that's a chance to play Notre Dame. You you don't really ever get that until like Notre Dame joins the SEC, which mm-hmm. I'm sure will happen. Um, worst moment. I mean, it's, it's obvious, right? I mean, you got to say the national championship yeah. to me. But if we could just lump all of Alabama games together. I'm going to go. I think that was bad. But I think the loss the next year was worse. And the to Jalen Hurts off the bench uh, in right. 2018. Because, again, it's like deja vu, right? I mean, 2017, you're a victim of one of the best championship games of all mm-hmm. time. You still got there, right? 2018, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, this again? Mm-hmm. You can also argue that Carolina lost, too. Or which one, right? Just right. Like, Who's their top rival? I had a hard time with this. Yeah, so you tell me first. What'd you What'd you pick? I had Alabama, mm-hmm. and I think it's. I don't think Alabama is going to say that Georgia is their top one. I don't even know who we said for Alabama. I think Auburn. Did we say Clemson? I think is who yeah. I said. But uh, I think no, I, said I, Auburn. I think it's become Alabama because I think Georgia because Kirby Smart came came from Alabama. I think Georgia's recruiting at a level which is mirroring Alabama. They're playing a similar style, mm-hmm. uh, not on offense anymore, at least yet. Uh, but I think Al- Georgia is where Alabama was 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. Problem Alabama is still in their way. Right. Right. So um, I, I think that obviously those games, um, and then we'll talk about 2020 in a minute that played last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia, their decade was defined by those losses to Alabama. Yes. If this next decade is going to be different, they got to beat Alabama, and mm-hmm. I think you're going to get a chance there in that SEC title game. Mm-hmm. Will it happen? We'll see. Maybe it'll be the case where maybe Alabama doesn't make the SEC title game and still makes a playoff, and then mm-hmm. they play in the title game again. Who knows? That'd be fun, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot it's of joy. makes me sweat. A Top bit. rival, who do you got? So, you know, as I've looked at the top rival, I've looked at, like, who who is that game that, like, you know, anybody could win? you right. Like, because the rival, it's like anything could happen because this game is so crazy, right? Like, think of Auburn, Alabama, Old Miss, Mississippi State. I mean, it doesn't matter which one's ranked number one in the country right now. Anything could happen. So, there's been three teams that Georgia has lost to five times in the last decade. Not Kentucky. So, what are those three <laughs> um, SEC teams? 
that they've lost five times they to? They lost five times well, out of 10 years. Okay, so. Or maybe 11 years. So it's probably teams that they're playing every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say South Carolina is one of them. Sadly, yes. Um, I five would, times. I would say, have they played Alabama five times? Auburn? Yes. No, no. Not mm-hmm. Auburn? Sorry, no. Dang it, I lose. Um, South Carolina, Florida. Florida. And is it Alabama? It's Bama. Hmm. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, Bama, South Carolina. <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous, right? You know, I'm going to say as a Georgia fan, I think this current decade, it's got to be Alabama. But, you, I mean, you can't not put Florida in there. Yeah. You know, Florida is always, and, and with that statistic, we lost to them just as much as Alabama. It's just those Alabama losses were not at great times, like yeah. postseason games. Georgia's been a lot more consistent the past decade than Florida. Florida, I feel like, has either been like 10-2 and two or 4-8. and eight. We haven't done Florida's primary yet. No, that's our last one. Uh, but they've, they've been very inconsistent. And I, I feel like there's been a lot of Georgia-Florida games that have been bad games. Mm-hmm. They've either been blowouts, like we won, I think 2017 is when we went. Yeah. Uh, and Georgia won by like 40. Mm-hmm. Florida was so bad that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've either been like blowouts or just bad games. I mean, they're just no offense and it's been ugly to watch. And uh, last year's game, well, we'll get to that in a second. Last year's game was a lot of offense. It wasn't great for Georgia. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Florida is obviously a top rival there. Um, okay, so 2020, just briefly, because again, we are almost to the hour mark, and that is a record. We were so consistent, and we just blabbered a lot tonight. Um, There's a lot to say. Georgia Georgia had a tough year, and I say that, and they go 8-2. and two. Um, But Georgia had a hard time figuring out the quarterback position. Uh, right. They, they, in the offseason, of course, uh, Jake Fromm is gone. Uh, we didn't even talk about Justin Fields right. in this podcast, which has a, you know, we could talk a lot about. Uh, but Jake Fromm, who had been quarterback for Georgia three years, I think, mm-hmm. been stellar uh, player for them, has, has graduated and gotten to the NFL. You get Jamie Newman as a, uh, a transfer from Wake Forest. He's, he's well-regarded. It's going to be a, a good addition. And then shortly before the year starts, he opts out mm-hmm. uh, for COVID. Uh and then you're you're kind of left like, well, what's going to happen? You had several options. You had uh, a couple of, uh, of players that probably don't have the inherent talent to play at Georgia. And you also had this guy transferred from USC uh, named JT Daniels. Mm-hmm. And, you remember uh, Stetson Bennett? That's Yes, and that's one Still of your there. options. Yeah. Uh, but Daniels um, was hurt in the offseason and was not ready to play. And Georgia starts the season, wins at, Alabama, at Arkansas, uh, win at... Uh, against Auburn, uh, they win uh, at Tennessee or yeah. at home against Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, and then that sets up Alabama coming to, uh, well, Georgia going to Tuscaloosa, number two versus number three. Great game first half, second mm-hmm. half, roll tide. It was ugly for Sounds Georgia. Familiar, doesn't it? it does. But this was even more definitive than some other earlier right. matchups. Right, it was not close at the end. Um, they go on, they lose to Florida, who Florida had an incredible offense last year and right. just destroyed Georgia in the second quarter of that game. Kyle. Everything else was wins, right? They weren't mm-hmm. necessarily close either. Uh, and then right. beat Cincinnati in a very exciting Peach Bowl. Mm-hmm. But it was the season that at the end of the year, JT Daniels uh, becomes a starting quarterback and, and starts throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. We all know Georgia's always going to run the ball. If they can get a dominant pass attack, look out. And the hope is 
just to, to preview 2021, is that Georgia has so much talent returning. Many players decide to come back, take that COVID year, and to come back. Uh, and it is basically, even though Florida won the East last year, Georgia's the runaway favorite for the East this year. And many say and think, hey, if they don't win this year, when's it going to happen? You know, right. Alabama, Clemson lose so much offensive talent. Ohio State loses offensive talent. Um, we got they got their quarterback situation. They figured, figured out. out. They know what the quarterback. Year. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the the hype is real. This has got to, it's got to be the year. The right. first game of the season, we're gonna really know. But here's the thing for Georgia in that first game: play Clemson. It's in Charlotte, neutral game. You can lose that game. It's mm-hmm. fine. You can lose it. Win out the rest of the way. You're gonna get in the playoff. Right. So really, it's a game that doesn't really, I think, matter. Yeah, I do um, not take that approach whatsoever. <laughs> whatsoever. I think that it does matter because there's so much hype. And if Georgia is trying to compete at that level of Clemson, I think that game does matter. Now, if you lose a close game to Clemson, maybe. But if you get annihilated up Oh, well, there, yeah, it's going to be tough to recover from that. Like, you know, momentum-wise, I, I, mean, I think that game is huge. I think it does matter, and I think I will be a nervous wreck. I think you will. And I think Georgia has the talent to look at the rest of their schedule, and I do not see – I honestly don't see another loss. To play Arkansas, that's your other West I mean, we team. We always play South Carolina, though. Well, yeah, that's true. Auburn's down. Uh, you know, you got Florida, but really – Outside of that, I mean, I think Georgia's in, in good position to go 11-1, win the East, and play Alabama in the sure. NCC title yeah. game. And, you like know, and, and we come down to where it is. Now, here's why the Clemson game might matter. If you're 12-0 and going to the Alabama game, if you lose that, then you're probably going to go to the playoff either way. Mm-hmm. But if you're 11-1 and and you lose and you go 11-2, and then it may matter. So I'm mm-hmm. going to take what I said. I'm going to cross it out. I'm going to say that Clemson game is for all the marbles, and you should be nervous. Thank you. That helps. Helps a lot. Yeah, it should. It's, uh, almost, it's almost like a month and two days month. away. Yeah, yeah month and two say, days away. away we, we've got three primers left. We're getting so close now. Uh, who's next on the docket? Do you know? I have no idea. Do you hear it? Wait, do you hear it? I hear the cowbells on the horizon. Whoa. Stark Vegas, baby. We're heading for That's Mississippi right. State. Who's excited? Sure. Yeah. Listen, it is at Mississippi State actually has been really exciting this past decade. So I'm excited to dive in. Yeah. So we'll do that. We'll do then uh, A&M. We'll finish with a chomp chomp and then we will head into our SEC previews for the year. I don't know what we're going to do, but it's going to be exciting. I'm excited about it and I'm excited about it. Anything else? Nope. I think we're good. I'm excited about it. What can I say? Yeah. All right. I'm Ben. I'm Brittany. And this has been you, me, and the SEC. Bye.